Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome back to CHGO Bears After Dark, presented to you by DraftKings Sportsbook, the official betting partner of CHGO and All City. Thank you again for joining us tonight. Download that app and sign up and use that code CHGO. New customers can bet $5 and get $200 in bonus bets instantly. That's only at DraftKings Sportsbook, the official sports betting partner of the NBA with the code CHGO, minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. I am your host tonight. Yes, that's right. I am the captain now running the ship here. I am Greg Braggs Jr. Uh, joining me is a special guest uh, going to be on all night with us, uh, Luis Medina from Bleacher Nation Bears. Make sure you follow him at LCM1986. And if you're, if you're not following Bleacher Nation Bears, what are you doing with your life? They'd put out great content. And uh, Luis is a good friend of mine, and I'm happy uh, he's able to join me because we were at Wrigley last night. wasn't as fun watching the Cubs lose. But they're, fun now. they're winning right now. So I guess we're, you know, we got Yohan Gomes back. So that's feeling good. Good that the vibes are right tonight, Lou. How are we tonight? Clearly, Yohan Gomes is the real MVP of the National League because all of a sudden, like, the Cubs can hit again and they can field again. We'll see if the bullpen holds up. Yeah, definitely. Um, so I'm excited to get into a bunch of things with you. It's been an exciting week with Chicago sports with obviously the Blackhawks getting their luck of the draw with the number one pick. The Bears got their number one pick earlier this year, and now the Blackhawks got theirs. So definitely an exciting, just you can feel the, the buzz yeah. in the city from that. And then you've got the schedule released tomorrow. That's always an exciting time for Bears fans because, you know, we know who we're playing, but we don't know when, you know, and sometimes we don't know where. And that's kind of where I wanted to start with you on this because there's a lot of rumors in the last month, you know, from different media outlets in Germany. You know, we had guys here in Chicago saying, hey, the Bears are going to Germany to play the Chiefs. Then you started to see the, the source wars and others were saying it wasn't going to happen. And that turned out to be the case. The bears are not going to Germany. And I'm wondering from your perspective, before I get to my ultimate question on this, <laughs> do you think it is more so from the chief's perspective that they didn't want to play the bears there because they know how well bears fans have traveled or is it because how infamous Bears fans travel and they'll come to Kansas City and eat all the barbecue and drink all the all the light beer. So I think this this is a twofold answer because first of all, I I, I think Clark Hunt is a really good owner. He owns the Chiefs. 
And he's pro- he probably saw what happened in Kansas City during the draft. He saw all those fans and was just like, oh, yeah, if I lose the Bears game to Germany, that money's not coming to me. It's going out there. And it's not just coming to me. It's coming to my my people, my, my neighbors, my friends, my family who own restaurants and bars and, and all sorts of stuff. So, like, that's the thing. There's, like, a protection of, of your own that, that, that's a factor here. And then there is a factor of, look, Bears fans travel well. I'll never forget seeing so many Bears fans in Jacksonville on TV during the COVID year. When people were, like, hesitant about traveling, like, oh, I'll do it for a Bears team that was 500 trying to make the playoffs. Like, I will never question the the sanity of Bears fans. I know Bears fans are insane. We'll, we'll travel anywhere. Yeah. So the Chiefs, not only do they lose a home game, if the if they play the Bears in Germany, that that's probably gonna be a 50-50 game. That's probably gonna be like one of those NCAA tournament games where like, you know, it's it's a mixed crowd. You might have even more Bears fans because the Bears the Bears played there long time in, in Berlin a long time ago during the Ditka years. The, the Bears have an international footprint. The Chiefs don't have that yet. But um, honestly, like the Chiefs should just be happy, and, and Germany should be happy that they're getting the Chiefs. Look. You're getting the the defending Super Bowl champs and an MVP. Like, what else do you want? Yeah. Well, and it, if it came down to the Chiefs' decision, if they're like, we don't we don't want the Bears game in Germany. It's just interesting that they didn't want the Dolphins in Kansas City to. They passed on Tyreek Hill, the return yeah, of Tyreek Hill. I wonder if that says anything about how they feel about Tyreek Hill. That's a good point. That's a good point. So. You know, um, a little disappointing on on my end personally. I, you know, I was thinking maybe we'd get sent out there. So there certainly maybe was some selfishness attached to it. I'm not going to pretend otherwise. Uh, I went to Tottenham Hotspur Stadium in London and meeting all the international Bears fans that came from all across the country to just to come to that game. Most of them being overseas, but not everybody just from London. I mean, they were from everywhere on that side of the pond. It was a lot of fun to meet those people. So I knew how many Bears fans would want to go to Germany. So I feel like it's a missed opportunity. And my biggest thing about the whole thing is, it's like, should we play into Kansas City's hand? I brought this up on Twitter today. I was saying it in our chat during our afternoon show. Like, if they're going to block us from Germany because they want us to come and spend all this money and then smack us in the mouth more than likely being the best team in football. I mean, I'm I'm not, you know, obviously I hope I'm wrong. I hope the Bears go there and upset them, especially after what they pulled here. But the betting odds are not on the Bears. And now all these Bears fans are like, I can't wait to go to Kansas City and and eat all this barbecue and, and, and go to Arrowhead. Like, I get it, but this isn't a very you know, advantageous game. And as for somebody that used to like pick one game a year that I'd go to, whether it be at home or on the road, you know, there was a time where I'd only go to one home game a year and I'd always pick the lions just so I knew I'd see a win, you know? And then when I started looking at road games, you know, I don't know if I'm going to be willing, like it costs money, hotel, maybe a flight driving, whatever. Then all the expenditures you're going to spend there. I don't know if, I would want to go to Kansas City knowing you got to like you're you're paying a good money and now Pat there's a good likelihood Patrick Mahomes is going to smack you in the mouth. So I had this thought last year and it's why I didn't go to the Monday night game against the Patriots because like I haven't been to Boston since like 2013. I want to go back and I'm just like man, it's this Bears team against Belichick like uh, I don't know and what happened? 
Justin Fields had a game. I called it the Justin Fields game. He was doing everything, and Matt Eberflus gave Bill Belichick his lunch. And why can't that happen again? Yeah, I mean, I'll say this much. If it's the first game of the season, which some are speculating it might be, that throws an interesting wrinkle into it because you know how it goes. First week of the season is always weird. They may not be clicking on all cylinders. They don't know exactly what the Bears are going to be doing with all these new players here. So there's like a puncher's chance in that regard. But, you know, as the season goes on, I mean, the smart money is just against us. And Mahomes has this thing with us. You know, the last time we played him at Soldier Field, he's counting on his fingers. He's letting us know we didn't draft him. And even though all these other teams passed on him too. So he's got this thing with us. You know, I'd love to upset them. I'd love to be wrong. But if you got Justin Fields. Yeah, and I get it. But it's like, if I'm if I'm only going to one road game this year, I'm going to Green Bay because so I was they gonna- don't have Rodgers anymore. They don't have Brett Favre. And if I, I've never been to Lambeau, but if I were to go to Lambeau and finally, you know, cross that path, I'm going this year to smear it in their faces that we now have the better quarterback. That that's to me where all Bears fans should be targeting right now. Yeah. Forget Kansas City. You can get barbecue whenever you want. You can go, I'll drive you there right now, Lou. But Green Bay, we got we got a vendetta with this team. It's time to you know put You're a right. foot on a throat here. You're right. I was going to ask you, like, what is your ideal week one matchup? And for me, I'll give you mine. It's Bears-Packers Sunday night football at Soldier Field. Give us love versus fields right away from the get-go the ratings are going to be through the roof and like here's the thing about jordan love there's going to be some intrigue nationally early in the season to see how he fares there's not going to be that intrigue mid-season because i don't think jordan loves any good i i thought there was some prospect type and just i just don't see it after after what he's been through and what he's shown give me that week one give me that week one at soldier field we always get the Green Bay game at night. No, like make them a December noon start and let it snow because I want to have a. I want to go to a snow game out at Lambeau. I'm tired of going up there for for prime time and, and watching the Bears get their you know butts kicked. Right, and tired. Brendan Segrew has brought this up so many times on Twitter every year because they always have the Bears play prime time at Lambeau. And I think it's like 17 of the last 21 years or something crazy like that, mm-hmm. that the bear, that the, the night game is at Lambeau 17 of the last 21, maybe not 21 years, but the last 21 games. And so for me, it's like, yeah, it's our turn to get the prime time game. We rarely ever get it. The one that I always stand out to me at soldier field against green Bay is when Devin Hester was on that drought of uh, punt return touchdowns, return touchdowns in general, and he finally broke through that that night. Mike Tirico, you know, at the very yes. last second, he cuts back. He's like, got it! And Hester jumps into the stands, and then he kind of reemerged to the Devin Hester we all knew and loved. Um, that was like the one moment, primetime-wise, against the Packers I can remember at Soldier Field. It's like, I want one of those again. So I, I, complete, I am right there with you when it comes to this. Yeah, I get it with Kansas City. I know you're excited to go, you know, and and you you, you know, not everybody gets to go to road games. So there's a lot to to take from Kansas City. You know, you you've got the Negro League Museum, you've got the barbecue, you've got the vibes. I know Arrowhead is amazing, you know, and I know you're gonna take in all of that, but you're not 
in the, I know you said you regret not going to New England, but you know, you're putting down this money and then you're going to go there. I mean, how confident are you, you any Bears fan? How confident can they truly be walking into Arrowhead and stealing a game there? I mean, it depends if it's early, like, and the vibes are good from the preseason, then yeah, like, I'm going to feel good. I felt good going into Green Bay last year because they looked kind of wounded and I, I was wrong. I felt good going there in 2018 to Green Bay and it was good for a half. It was good for three quarters. And then Aaron Rodgers got on a perk and, and <laughs> did some things. But I got the I got this one friend, uh Phil. He, he every year he Phil Atoshin, he every year he flies for one game here, all the way from Connecticut. Diehard Bears fan. And every year he kept picking the Packers game. And I'm like, Phil, like they, he'd like leave so upset because we got, yeah. got beat. And he's like, you know, telling the Rogers telling us how he owns us. And then he's got to fly back home. And I'm sitting there like, stop picking the Packers game. <laughs> like do my old, do my game. old theory, pick the lions game. And then of course, last year he picked the lions game and they lost to the lions, you know? So that was one of the most fun games of the year though. It, I mean, was. it was. Yes. It was, it was a lot of like, that's what I want from the bears this year. Be fun. On both sides of the ball. Because the offense right. was fun last year. And the, the defense was just like, remember all that fun you had? Well, their their offense is going to have that fun now. And I'm just like, no, I don't want to watch this fun. This is yeah. fun to me. No, I completely agree with you. And I just think, you know, we're both Cubs fans. And from a Cubs perspective, they're fun to watch this year. They're not winning every game. They're two games under 500 right now. I think they're still winning right now. But they're still, they're fun to watch every night. Because they're, they have a team that plays hard. Are they going to win every night? No, but. They have somewhat of a foundation of a team, maybe need a few more pieces, but they're playing hard every night. They're playing a little above expectations in certain areas and then below in others, right? And I think that's what's setting up for the Bears this year. They have no expectations going into the, into the year as far as a win-loss expectation. I think Justin Fields has a lot of expectations, so that'll be an interesting dynamic. But I do think week to week they'll be fun. I mean, they were pretty much fun last year as the worst team in football. It was the most fun worst team in football I think we've ever seen. Wouldn't you agree there? I I use the word fun bad every week with with this team because they were close, they were competitive, and they but they just found way they found ways to lose. It was the anti team, you know. Instead of trying to like eke out a win and, and snatch victory from the jaws of defeat, they were snatching defeat out of the jaws of victory and yet it was fun how is that even possible justin fields made it happen Khalil herbert made it happen man I, I can't wait to see this team healthy that's just get me that's why I, I wrote about it last week when they started minicamp i'm just like just make sure everyone's healthy i don't have any expectations on minicamp just be healthy yeah and some people in the chat saying I look like I'm on Nintendo 64 with my, my my internet. I don't know what's going on, guys. I look I I look clear on my end. So, you know, hey, you maybe you're getting saved from having to look at my ugly face. I don't know. But my super producer in the background, Kevin Wells, doing a, a great job helping me out here tonight as I steer the ship. We have a graphic of the home and away games. And Lou, I wanted to go over with you. You know, we talked about Arrowhead, we talked about Green Bay as two, obviously the most desirable, but you also have, you know, San Diego, um, or not San Diego anymore, but the LA Chargers and and a very appealing stadium. You got Tampa Bay, you've got new Orleans. I mean, new Orleans is always great. So like, is there any of those games that stand out to you as something somewhere you'd want to visit maybe more so than those other teams? 
don't steal my idea, but like I have a power ranking of bears, road, cities, slash destinations. Okay. Uh, coming out Friday. There you um, go. Yeah, New Orleans. New Orleans is, I'll spoil it a little bit of it, but like New Orleans is my number two because Casey's my number one. New Orleans is such an appealing place because it's so diverse. It's so different than every other NFL city. Um, and it was, it was on, it was on a list uh, of places to go. Um, Cleveland is like my underrated uh, city that I want to go to because short, you can drivable distance drive. You can take a, if you really want, you can take a really quick flight. I don't think tickets will be super expensive. The I, I've eaten and drank there. It's it's my second favorite. Well, it's my favorite road drinking city. No, it's my second favorite because I, I moved San Diego to the top. San Diego is my favorite on the road drinking city. Cleveland's close second because there's a lot of local brews. There's a lot of good and like they don't overcharge you. A lot of places in LA they'll overcharge you. Like be prepared to spend an arm and a leg. But you know it'll they'll make it they'll make it worth your while. Sure. But like yeah, Cleveland is like the trip that I've already talked to friends about. Um, it's interesting. Aching. But well, also, of course, like, the last time they went to Cleveland was Justin Fields' first ever start. Yeah, you know, and he's the Ohio guy playing at Ohio State, and then Matt Nagy almost got him killed. <laughs> you know, so that wasn't the best. That wasn't the best start of his career. So maybe you know there'll be some exercising of some demons from that game the next time they go to Cleveland. Do we want Chiefs Bears in prime time? Because you know what's going to happen. There's going to be some revisionist history and some maybe some anecdotes from about Matt Nagy and Justin Fields. And part of me is like, ooh, that could be interesting. Because sometimes we get some really good reporting that comes from uh, those primetime games because you get mm-hmm. the, extra, the extra attention from national reporters. But sometimes it just you're getting beat over the head with a newspaper. Right. Because of like, oh, hey, the Bears. No, I mean, yeah, ideally, as a Bears fan, of course, you get the upset – especially with this whole Germany thing and kind of poke at them about that. Hey, you wanted us at your house. Now we beat you. You got it. You know, the Mahomes uh, fields aspect naggy too. Like you said, you know, there's so much juiciness there for a bears upset, but is it really, I mean, like realistically, like, you know, Carm was talking about on the afternoon show today, like looking at the schedule, like we all do as fans every year. And even last year, fans were, like, finding their way to talk themselves in. Oh, they could win 9, 10. Even some crazy fans were saying 11. And I get it because when you look at the schedule, it's just one of those things where, like, oh, you can win that game. I mean, every game is, like, I mean, Vegas puts every game at three points for a reason. They always come down. I mean, how many games last year? The Bears were terrible, you know, from a win-loss perspective. But nine of those games came down to the fourth quarter in a one-score game, you know? So, it. I get why fans do that, but now you look at the schedule this year, you know, at least the teams we're going to play don't really know how it's going to unfold. And it's like, yeah, you can talk yourself into 10 to 12 wins like any Homer will. And I'm sure I will at some point, it'll like take every ounce of my energy to like talk me back down to a realistic eight. You know, I mean, that's just kind of the nature of fandom, but like, that's kind of what the NFL is. is like every team can win eight games. The good team, like if you can win your your one your, your one score games, then you can get to ten wins and make the playoffs. What was the stat last year where the Bears, if you would have flipped their record in one score games, they would have been like, you know, twelve and five or something. And I'm just like, oh, well, yeah, you get a little, 
a little fortunate. The reverse Viking. We were the reverse yes. Vikings because the Vikings, it was the opposite. They won every one score game. I'm I'm super hesitant to to share gambling advice, mostly because um if I'm wrong, I don't want someone to like come take my legs out from under me. But man, I, I don't know what the Vikings win total is in Vegas or at an odds book. But man, I want the I want the under so bad because I just don't trust them. I get it. So, you know, kind of last spot, we talked about kind of desirable places to go. You know, we talked about, you know, the whole Germany thing. You know where the Bears should want to go? Where? U.S. Bank Stadium and SoFi. You know why? Because those are the stadiums that the Bears are looking at as inspiration for our. That's a great point. That's a great point. I mean, and and I think specifically with LA, it's more of like a village atmosphere Mm -hmm. when you walk up like Minnesota's obviously that's where Kevin Warren came from. So that's certainly a good one and a drivable, you know, um, if you're in the area, if you're in the Chicagoland area, it's drivable, you know, distance, but with LA, you know, you get the stadium state of the art stadium and somewhat of a village around it. Maybe not to the extent of what Arlington you know, park's going to be. So that's definitely an interesting aspect. You're giving us a lot of teasers to your article that's going to be coming <laughs> out on Friday. So I appreciate that. I don't want you to spill the tea on all of it. Uh, but let's just look at the schedule one more time. Pull it up if you don't mind, Kevin. Uh, because basically I just want you to go over any other thoughts or predictions or preferences you have, whether it's primetime games, who you want opening night. You know, obviously we always want our buy in in, in late G- November you know, but you know, it, it, that's an obvious one, but you can, if you have a preference on where you buy, do you want them on Thanksgiving? You know, normally we've had I, last year, we had it off. So I feel like they're going to put us back there. So uh, we didn't get the black Friday game. They're going to put Aaron Rodgers on every primetime slot possible. So now you look at some of the home games, that Panthers game is certainly interesting. Yeah. That, you know, that, will, uh, that for week one. Will it? Well, I hope not. Right. You want it to be like week eight. To give it a chance of Justin Fields versus Bryce Young, right? What about Justin Fields versus Andy Dalton? <laughs> oh my gosh! Come on. I mean, do we ever avoid these these moments, right, where it like everything comes full circle? I mean, that certainly would be funny. It's and football, if it was Andy Dalton, then you get a chance to take them down and mm-hmm. um, you know help your draft cause to help your future draft cause. Um, my one request to the NFL, and I hope the NFL. Is, is is listening and if they're not yeah they're watching no they're definitely watching. real nicely please give us tampa in like december please it'll give me a chance to go see some family in orlando there's some cuban spots i want to hit in the tampa area I, i'm gonna want to get out of chicago in the winter please 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 thanksgiving you know i had this conversation with a friend uh the other day um thanksgiving in detroit is well, you know, actually, I would first of all, I'd like Thanksgiving in Chicago. That would be fun. The NFL owes us one for sending us to Green Bay. Yeah, but they're never going to do that. If, if we're going to play on Thanksgiving, it's going to be at Detroit, right? Yeah, There's no it is, but like the NFL needs to do us a solid. I'm tired of going to Detroit for the 11 o'clock game. I'm tired of, you know, they did Green Bay for the Favre retirement show. Like, let the Bears have a Thanksgiving Day fun game I, I but i will take i will accept detroit in thanksgiving this year and this year only for two reasons one it gives me a chance to host thanksgiving 
again on Wednesday. So usually when the Bears play on Thanksgiving, I have friends and fan like, and it's usually just friends who are usually from out of town. They come here and like I fry a turkey and I have a Thanksgiving on Wednesday so I can have the whole day to watch football. And so I, I'll, I'll take that if that's the case. Now, Thursday, uh, Thanksgiving in Detroit is something uh, my girlfriend and I talked about when she was around. She's got family out there. It was a trip um, that we both said that we would take if the Bears ever played. And I think because the NFL loves to just like jab at my heart with, with their scheduling, I think <laughs> they're going to schedule Detroit Thanksgiving. And I'm going to just be like, oh, what could have been? Oh, well. <laughs> I'm going to have th- Thanksgiving Wednesday uh, like I do. And, like, you know, some traditions uh, deserve to, to live on. Yeah, well, it'll be interesting. My request is to CHGO because they were talking today. And I don't know if they're going to plan anything like this. Like, last year, we didn't go to any games. I tried the first couple games to, like, go to the game and then leave at halftime of the third quarter and then go back to the studio for the postgame show. And it was just so chaotic to try to do stuff do it that way because you're driving back like in the middle of the fourth quarter and it's just impossible to do a respectable post game show. You know, I'm still watching when I'm driving, even though I shouldn't be got it on my phone. I'm listening to it on the radio, but it's just not, you're not locked in enough. You're trying to find a parking spot. So I stopped going to games and you know, everyone knows me right at the brags in the stands. That's, that's what I live for is to go to the games to be in the stands, to capture the moment on my phone, whatever. And it was hard. It was really hard for me last year to not go to games. It was, you know, obviously a dream of mine to be able to sit, you know, on a post-game show with Adam Hogue and Corey Wooten, Mark Harmon, you know, Nick Moriano, Will DeWitt. I mean, th- this is what I've always wanted. So I'm not complaining by any means. But at the same time, I didn't get to go to games. And watching Justin Fields go up and down the field, 80-yard t- touchdowns, you know me. Like to not be able to capture those shots in the unique angles from the stands, it was it was it was killing me inside my heart. Even though at the end of the season, I was kind of rooting for them to lose. I was like, (laughs) "Knock it off, Justin. We need our pick." Uh, But it worked out for the best either way, you know. So this year, I hear them talking like, "Oh, we should go to Kansas City," and I'm like, "No, like please no." This is my this is my plea to CHGO. Like, if you're gonna do this and go to some game, we're going to Lambo to harass Packer fans. Period. Dude, I know everybody like Carmen's got ties to Kansas City. Our head of content, Kevin Kadix, got ties to Kansas City. Great. I will drive all of you guys down there, and and the barbecue is on me. But don't take us down there so Patrick Mahomes can smack us in the mouth while we're fat on barbecue. Can we let's just go to Lambeau and make fun of the hillbillies up there? No more Hall of Fame quarterback. Have some fun. Watch Justin Fields mop the floor with the Green Bay Packers. Chant Green Bay sucks as we walk out of there. Do a post-game show from the parking lot. I don't care. That's what I want. I, I mean, don't know if we're, we have any plans to do any of this stuff, but I mean, I'm getting I in front of this before the train rolls me over. What? We should make plans for it because I want to go there. They, they put up some new uh, fancy schmancy uh, video boards, and I want this. I, I want to see Justin Fields score touchdowns on their big brand new video board and see, like, disappointed Jordan Love on the sidelines. I, I want to put those video boards to use. Let's go. Yes, and on the video board, we'll have cars. I know places. Um, there's a place in Green Bay 
called uh, I think it's called Cheesesteak Rebellion, and mm-hmm. it's a Star Wars bar. See, <laughs> right, right up our alley, right, right in our wheelhouse, man. And it's and the burger's really good there too. We and know from spotted Kyle on tap, and we know from Carm's Star Wars show earlier this, um, like last week. He's a huge Star Wars guy, so we'll take him there too because he's joining us now Woo. after his niece's soccer game. Did Lane Tech win, Mark? That's the most important thing. You know, uh, Gregory, I got to tell you. You're looking limber. You're looking well, fresh. We're, we're getting ready for a, a big tennis match. I'm trying to get my first win on the season. Um, but most importantly, Grace Carmen uh, did lead the way tonight for the Lane Tech uh, Chicago champions. Two goals, two assists. Uh, actually, probably could have even had more, but we'll, we'll, we'll take the two goal, two assist performance. Um, I left when it was 6 Dang. nothing. It was a uh, it was an awesome crowd. Uh, huge huge props to uh, girls soccer and um, it was on WCIU tonight, which was awesome. Apparently, it didn't work on Greg Braggs' television. Not sure why, but uh, I was getting pictures of myself in the stands. That was cool. So um, it was an awesome win. You guys are doing a great job listening to Braggs complain about his lot in life that he didn't get the video games last <laughs> year. Kind of made me throw up in my mouth. But other than that, this has been a very enjoyable. <laughs> hey. Ten minutes. These up. are for the people. These, you know, we're, we're missing yeah, some for us. quality know. content. Yeah, you, you know, you learn to love them, but don't be a hater now. All right, don't come in here and start hating. All right, I'm the captain of this ship tonight. As yeah, long we'll, put, as- we'll put you on the plank. You can come in here and hate on my videos. That's literally the only reason you I work with you at this point. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I, I'm not about your past. I'm about your future. I'm about your present. So, so. Okay. Okay. That's deep. That's uh, deep. Yoda stuff right there. Thing, yeah. Right. And that, but am I right though, Mark? Because I said I heard you guys kind of whispering around. Oh, if we go to a game this year, and you guys were kind of hinting at maybe going to Kansas City. I want to go if if we went to a game. Not saying we will, but if we went to a game, wouldn't you rather go to Green Bay over Arrowhead? So we can we're, we're so we can rub it in Green Bay's faces that they don't have a Hall of Fame quarterback to torment us with anymore. See, you know, Greg, uh, one of my the reasons why I've lasted in this business outside of my outstanding talent, which is <laughs> obvious for all to see. I, I I really don't care if we go to Green Bay, Kansas City, or wherever else the Bears are going, Minnesota, Detroit. Uh, I, I'm I'm there 100% wherever it is. I, you know, as a as a guy that's just on the team, I'm not going to be making requests <laughs> like that. Uh, you, on the other hand, of course, uh, you know, are going to live your life the way you want to live it. Yeah, I'm a bull in a china shop. Yeah, no, that's fine. Uh, what I, but to answer your question, would I rather go to Green Bay than Kansas City? Mm, probably, probably. But, I mean, there's I wouldn't be. It wouldn't be like some football for me. I've been. To I get Buffalo. the foods better in Kansas City. I get the that, but just from a football standpoint, the food's better. The town's better. Everything's better, except the, you know the only thing that's not better is Lambo. But you know Arrowhead doesn't exactly suck either. So uh, you know it's not. Uh, I, I I wouldn't be comp- crying if we went down to KC for a game. And plus, you know, the the biggest negative I guess would be the fact that you got to play the Chiefs versus you know All beating right. the. That that would be the biggest uh, right situation, but I don't think we're going anywhere, buddy. We're doing post game shows from the studio. I, right. I, I I don't know. You guys are like hitting at it. I'm I not saying we will. Strong arm someone into a road trip. I will do the same with my bosses. Yeah, because I think we deserve it. Like we after all, watching, should go. 
after watching the Bears the last few years, I think we deserve a nice like get out of Dodge road trip. Hey, Mark, I am completely fine being in studio with you every week, not going to one game and learning from your media greatness. Thank I don't you. need to go anywhere. Thank you. Thank you. And I'm and I'm rooting you on here tonight to Thank to take you. down take down who you got who you going up against. What we got we got uh, Romo Sadiq tonight. I played him once. I I beat him, uh, but uh, you know I've been playing on one and a half knees the entire season, so it's going to be a tough one tonight. But uh, as you can see, I'm doing an extra, just getting it loose, and um, you know I, I look forward to uh, regaining my focus on Bears after dark after tonight's tennis slash. Uh, soccer extravaganza main west uh, coming up here in the state playoffs so very excited about that you guys i'm gonna let you continue and dominate i feel like yeah, I'm crazy ace uh your guy crazy ace he said be fearless and bold for the myrtle and yeah, the gold. gold go lane go little lane tech chant for love grace it. love it i'm a lane tech guy people forget that oh wow okay Luis. there you go uh, yeah I, I was at the fritz pollard game i actually have my lane tech fritz pollard hat that they gave away for that game. Um, yeah, big, big Lane Tech football guy I am. So I got to tell you, Lane Tech security was unbelievable tonight. I brought in dinner because I hadn't eaten all day. And they were like, yeah, no, uh, buddy, we're not. You. And I, I had like wrapped the dinner up in my sweatshirt because somebody told me that they weren't letting food in. I mean, I figured I would get by the security, but shut me down. They're like, <laughs> Just like it was in high school for me, man. You couldn't you get can, that You can guys. bring a, a, a full Thanksgiving meal into, into Wrigley. I know. You can't. <laughs> I'm like, what the hell's the problem here? Are you kidding? I can't eat food? What, what do we do? What do we oh, do? You, have, you have to buy the hot dogs that have been there since uh, since I graduated. So. Right. I mean, they, I, but there weren't any hot dogs. There was well, they got to get rid of them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> exactly. All, All right. right. Well, good luck, Mark. Thanks for stopping in and, and, yeah. and yeah. making sure I'm okay. I haven't wrecked the ship yet. You're doing a great job, I'm sure. Luis, thanks for being on, man. You're awesome. Uh, was, thanks for having me, man. This is, yeah, this, brother. This Keep killing it. Yeah. I'll, I'll talk to you guys. Later, player. Later, guys. All right. So we're moving on to our next spot. But before we do, we want to give a shout out to our fine sponsors at DraftKings. Uh, we really appreciate all their support in our ventures here at CHGO. And, you know, Lou, we got the Golden State Warriors on, on the brink. Are they tonight or are they tomorrow? They're tonight. They're at, tonight here um, at 9, right? Or is it at 8? I, I thought it was a 9 o'clock start. I'm worried about my Warriors, man. Steph Curry's yeah. like my favorite player. Yeah, I'm I'm in the same boat with you. Uh, I, I, if the Bulls could ever get their stuff together, I'd stop rooting for other teams to beat LeBron. But since they haven't gotten their stuff together, I got to root for our Golden State Warriors to take down LeBron because I am a LeBron hater. I'm not afraid to admit that. Uh, so in that regard, the chase for the NBA title is in full swing. While the best in the NBA battle it out, you can get all the playoff action at your fingertips with DraftKings Sportsbook an official sports betting partner of the NBA. New customers can make a $5 bet and score $150 in bonus bets instantly. Plus, everyone can score a no-sweat same-game parlay every day during the NBA playoffs. Open the DraftKings Sportsbook app, opt in, and place a same-game parlay on any NBA game. If your bet loses, we'll give you a bonus bet back in the amount of your initial bet up to $10. Uh, and make sure you use the available lines and odds from the DraftKings Sportsbook app for the upcoming game. Uh, download 
download the app at uh, <laughs> download the app now and sign up with code CHGO. New customers can make a five dollar bet and score one hundred and fifty dollars in bonus bets instantly. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code CHGO. Gambling problem? Call one eight hundred Gambler in Massachusetts. Call one eight hundred three two seven five zero five zero or visit Gambling Help Line at dot at gambling helpline m at dot org in new york call 877 8 or text hopany 467-369 in kansas call 1-800-522-4700 on behalf of boot hill casino and resort 21 or older in most eligible states but age varies by jurisdiction eligibility restrictions apply see show notes for offer details See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details and state-specific responsible gambling resources. So there it is. I, I got through the DraftKings ad read. That was not Boy, that, that was a mouthful, man. <laughs> that was a mouthful. I tried my best. Uh, Gary says I hate all of the, I don't know, in the chat. I do not hate all of you in the chat because you just had to bear with me as I got through that. That was brutal. But I'm going to get better the next time I get through that. Practice I don't come to the right? for that one. Practice makes perfect. <laughs> practice makes perfect, indeed. Uh, speaking of practice, the other thing I wanted to bring up to you that's kind of off the field, kind of subjects that I'm really keened in right now and awaiting an announcement on is hard knocks. And we talked a little bit. I think I was talking with Samir about it last night. He was just telling me how much he loves the in-season hard knocks more than the training camp one because of the dimensions of the storylines aren't as scripted. The training camp one, right. they kind of tell a player's story and then watch them through camp. Whereas the season one, they kind of follow the week to week drama of what's happening currently with the team. So I'm keyed in. I want the bears to get hard knocks. I want to peel behind the curtain. I want to see what it's like inside house hall. I want to see how these players interact. They've never had it. And I feel like Kevin Warren is that little wrinkle that might convince George McCaskey to promote this team on the next level. Cause that is the other aspect of this that I just feel like is getting lost. Virginia McCaskey is getting older. You know, she's not long for this earth. She's been here a long time. She's done so much for, you know, her dad's done so much for this league, Papa Bear House, the whole bit. And a lot of people don't know her story. And I just think how nice it would be while she's still around to do hard knocks, put a spotlight on her story, the Hallis story that is the NFL, along with this team and all the little storylines, Justin Fields, you know, the uh, the bevy of picks and, Darnell, everything, it's just, I think it's a match made in heaven. All it takes is for the Bears to approve it. What say you? So I've been a hard no on hard knocks since forever. However, the way that you put it, if you gave us that Virginia McCaskey, here's my thing with the Bears on hard knocks. And I've been a hard no because I see how it's produced. I see the angles and it's just, I know how they do the Bears. They never do the they would every national broadcast does the Bears dirty. For better or for worse, just be honest with it. They do us dirty. They make us look bad. They make us look 
like we're these slovenly pigs. <laughs> I don't like how they're and, and you know sometimes we deserve it because we can be we can be a little class, but you know, hey, like we have good folks too. If you t- if you can tell me a story on Hard Knocks that I can't get anywhere else, then maybe I, I I'm willing to listen to it. I'm willing to listen to the pitch. It's just that I just don't trust it to be good. And you know, and you know how it is when there's like a slight, when the, there's a national slight on Bears fans, we come out with sharp knives. And I don't, I don't want that. I don't want to have to like go at someone for disrespecting the city or a player that I like or sure. Alice Hall. I don't want to have to do that. So yeah, I mean that's I, a good I, point. I guess the one thing that could hold it back to that point about how they would not just promote Justin Fields, but document his training camp, right? And there's so much on the line for him this year to take another monumental step. I thought he took a really big step last year. I mean, hell, he received one MVP vote on the worst team in football. He's one of like 14 guys that received an MVP vote. I'll be at one, but he received one. And that just speaks to how great he was on a really bad team last year. Of course, there is Lots of room for improvement with him, as is there is a, with the rest of the team. But this whole can he be a pocket passer, can he take the next step as a passing quarterback is something that has to still happen. Can he do it? I believe so. Has he done it yet? No. And there's so many reasons why, and we understand that. But at the end of the day, he's got to do it or he's going to get all the arrows just like he was getting from half of the media last year, maybe some of them looking for clickbait. So to that point, if the Bears did get hard knocks and he's out there working on things, trying to learn what windows to throw in with DJ Moore and, you know, your new wide receiver, Scott, you know, a, a, a you know, fourth round wide receiver and, and you got Chase Claypool you're trying to build chemistry with. Darnell Mooney's coming off injury. And yeah, they have all these pieces. But is it all going to look right in training camp? Maybe not. And then you miss some throws, and now all of a sudden you got guys, you know, like uh, you know, uh, Lashawn McCoy taking the ball and run with it, and and making these narratives that he's never going to be a passer, and then Bears fans are losing their mind. See, I wish we could do with Lashawn McCoy and, and and people of his ilk, like what they did in that Simpsons episode where the uh, the Halloween episode where the zombie advertisements come to <laughs> I know life. Go Just don't look. Just don't look. And uh, yeah. I, I thought you were going to say the Halloween episode because isn't it a Halloween episode where they put them all on a, a rocket ship and shoot them to the sun? Yes, that's also – yeah, I would like to do that too. I thought that's the one you were going with. And then I mean, you went much nicer. I'm putting them on a rocket ship and shooting them to the sun. craves. Like, I know it's hard because he's got a big platform. He's a big star. But like – don't give stupid people attention. That's like that's like my rule number one. Like, don't give stupid people attention. Well, you have to do that because then if you don't, then I don't get any attention and I wouldn't like You're not them, stupid. So. <laughs> I know. Really? Okay. <laughs> well, I can be. You never know. Uh, you make me smarter, Lou, and that's why I appreciate you coming on here tonight. Okay, I get your take on Hard Knocks. You know, got your takes with some of this schedule stuff, which we're all looking forward to tomorrow. But while I have you on here, I mean, I know you've been – sharing your thoughts through Bleacher Nation Bears, and everyone should definitely be following that on Twitter and and head to their website and, and read all of Lou's content. He just does some phenomenal work. Um, but, I, you know, I do I would like to hear, and, and for the viewers that maybe haven't heard it from you, maybe some of your reactions to the draft or, 
you know, just what thoughts you have now as the team as a whole. I, I, the thing I think that most excites me is how they're starting to build depth at certain yeah. positions. Linebacker, they added a corner when they, I thought they had a pretty decent secondary last year. Not saying they can't improve those positions, but then drafting a linebacker, drafting a running back when you put money into that in the offseason. It's like, wow, that they went from a team that had no depth, not even on their front lines, to a team that now I can look at a few position groups and say, okay, we got some depth here. I'm curious from your perspective, like where you stand with the roster now and, and what kind of reactions you had as we went through the draft. I think my initial reaction after the draft was I didn't feel like I had to go out of my way to justify every pick. Like during the Ryan Pace years, I felt like I had to do that. Like even, even the good drafts where they're drafting Eddie Jackson in the fourth round, it's like, well, you know, I know Eddie had a, a leg injury, but when he was healthy, he was really good. It's like, oh, you're drafting three Cohen. It's like, well, yeah, I know he's a one double A guy, but he's really fast and he's good with the ball in his hands. And you kind of want that on your team. And man, it was it was such a stretch. And it was really stressful, like to write about those drafts. And you look at the polls draft, it's just like, okay, they draft Darnell Wright. It's like, oh cool, plug plug and play right tackle. You draft, you know, you didn't sign uh you didn't draft Jalen Carter, so you're gonna double dip in the draft at a, at that position cool, you got some guys who have some traits and you clearly trust your defensive coaches because you got a lot of guys who have traits but kind of questionable overall skill. Like, cool, defensive staff, build them up. Um, Tyler Scott's off. Like, think about where the Bears receivers are compared to last year. The Bears' number two and three receiver going into last year were Dante Pettis, Equinemius St. Brown. Those right. guys might be WR6 right, right now because right. of everyone ahead of them on the depth chart. There's so much usable depth. It's not just depth. It's usable depth. Like, you know, like Tyreek Stevenson. Yeah, the Bears didn't need a corner, but all of a sudden, you can play Kyler Gordon in the slot where he was, I thought, is playing his best. Um, you know, you don't need a running back because you've got Kyle Herbert and you've got Dante Foreman. Man, having someone like Roshan Johnson who can block and receive and run you know, this you can be running some San Francisco 49ers stuff with those three running backs and Justin Fields' mobility. Tight end, you, Robert Tanyan, he said it. I'll say it again. He was dreaming about playing for the Bears while he was playing against the Bears. You know he was. Now he gets that chance. Man, the, the, this Bears team has depth, and they've got fun stories. They've got fun people to follow. I think that's what's most important. I, I think that's the thing we shouldn't lose sight of is that they're better than last year, and they should be more fun. Yeah, I I completely agree. It's it's going to be interesting to see, you know, how the Pickens and Dexter develop as D tackles because we need it so so badly. You know, it, it'll be interesting to see if they sign, you know, an edge, a defensive end. It's uh, it's an obvious need. They still have money to spend unless they're going to hand out extensions to guys like Cole Komet and Jalen Johnson, which I don't anticipate maybe Cole Komet. Um, but I think the Jalen Johnson will be the waiting game on that, you know? So, you know, let's hope that they can add, you know, that kind of help. So that will help the development of some of those interior defensive lines. Can I offer up something crazy? Let's. Chase Young. He's an Ohio state guy. Maybe Justin Fields has up his history with him. 
he didn't get the fifth year option picked up in Washington. There's been some unease there and they've spent money on a whole bunch of other defensive linemen. Call them up and be like, Hey man, like you're not going to keep him around for long. Let's make a deal. I mean, you know, it's, I've heard people bring it up before. I think people are worried because how many games he's missed, but then that that's why a player of that caliber is going. I mean, if he had missed those games then he'd never be available. So you're, you're taking a risk. And then I guess the question would be at what cost, how much would you be willing to give up to take that risk with Chase Young? Even with, I understand it's a risk because of his injury, even with his incredible talent. I mean, I think, you know, no risk and no biscuit. I, he's one of those players where I think the juice is worth the squeeze. I don't know if I'd give him like the super extension right away, but man, if you can get him in the fold and he elevates your defense and and he's young too still. So yeah, I, I mean I, I don't want that. Like find for years as a Bears fan, I've been trying to figure out like which disgruntled quarterback is gonna force their way to the Bears. That's what I've always been trying to find. Now we have Justin Fields. I don't have to worry about that anymore. Now we have to find other disgruntled players at right. other positions who, hey, I want to leave, I want to get paid, find those guys. Like, the Rams did such a really good job at that, you know, with Jalen Ramsey and Von Miller. Like, I want to see the Bears be that creative. Yeah, I, I agree. Um, you know, it, they're, they're going to have to take – I mean, it's just going to be interesting because they've got to get somebody. Travis Gibson, Dominique Robinson. Those are nice rotational pieces. Right. You're not, it's not enough. And it'll just be interesting. Like, is there going to be any kind of cuts, you know, that, that we're, that we're not, you know, anticipating the one that really stuck out to me was Courtney Cronin brought up the name, Daniil Hunter. And if the Vikings let him go. And just the fact that she brought him up as a potential guy that could, you know, to monitor, like she was close to the Vikings organization. So for Vikings her to throw right. that out there, yeah, that's it not certainly funny. got my ears up. You know, that's I know some people I think are bringing up like Carl Lawson and yeah, Gary Ross is bringing up. We have, um, you know, Demarcus Walker on the team. Of course, you know, I do like Demarcus Walker. Like that's, I mean, but rotation, like if he's your rotational piece, you know, a guy that's then now you're talking Turkey. Like if you're expecting him to be Robert Quinn, you know, then I think your expectations are a little too high, right? Braggs, I'm going to save us a conversation that I wanted to have in August at training camp. We're going to have it now. Demarcus Walker reminds me of Alex Brown. Wow. Think of what Alex Brown was with the Bears. Good pass rusher, really good defensive and uh, against the run, good locker room guy. I think Demarcus Walker has that in him. Watching his tape, watching the highlights, seeing how he works out, like just looking at him just reminds me of – what Alex Brown was now Alex Brown with Julius Peppers totally different sorry we don't have a Julius Peppers opposite of him but I think Demarcus Walker is a nice starting defensive end in this league okay hey uh, that's the kind of stuff we're looking for you know is is guys that are gonna you know surprise you're either gonna pick up players which I still think they should yes you're gonna have guys that are gonna you know exceed expectations Maybe others have high – you got higher expectations. For me, he plays like that. Now, all of a sudden, I'm like, wow. So, you know, that's why, I, like you said, I can't wait to get to training camp so I can start to see these guys in Bears pads at Bears camp where we've been 
how many years have we been going where I can really identify the difference between, you know, average to good to great. And yeah. it's, it's just a much easier process for me to like, understand, okay, this is what we got, you know, to stand on a limb right now. I love hearing that from you and I trust uh, your research and your football acumen on it. I got to see it personally. Yeah. I want to see it too. I want to see it in person. I, but like, just, I mean, I remember when we were quick on, on uh, Roy Robertson Harris, that was a guy at camp when everyone was focusing on bigger names or other positions. That was a guy to us was just like, you know, you give him some time to develop. He's a monster. <laughs> he's got the build. He's got the want to. He's got moves. Just, just, needs, just needs the developmental time. Yeah. So it'll be interesting. Uh, I, I think overall, I think we're both excited where the roster is going. It's not a finished product by any means. You got two first round picks next year. I mean, I don't want to think about the draft after the, the draft process okay. we just went through, but it's hard to not be excited at the fact that we kind of get to do this whole dance again next offseason. We're going to have more money and another plethora of picks. And now if you can have a exciting year kind of in the way the Lions did last year, you're really building something special here. So it's going to be interesting to say the least. I definitely wanted to give a shout out to everybody to, to make sure they visit, you know, allchgo.com and, and sign up to become a diehard. You know, you have an opportunity at a lot of exclusive things discounts at our events uh you know you get adam hogue's newsletter that's something that's only available to diehards if you're a bears fan and then all the other sports there's just so much to offer and i and i really encourage everyone to get on board now discounts to our tailgates every live event we do uh we do watch parties we go to games uh so there's just a lot to it and then you get discounts on shirts if you sign up you get a free shirt so, you know, it quickly starts to pay for itself in a lot of ways. And then you get a lot of extra content. I mean, if you're a Blackhawks fan, how could you not want to get on board right now with uh, Bedard coming to Chicago here yeah. in seven weeks? I mean, LeBron on skates, <laughs> I'm telling you, you know, and, and make sure you visit our CHGO locker. Uh, you know, if, if um, Kevin, if you don't mind pulling up our new shirt, we got a bear down shirt and uh, they did such a great job putting together this design. And I definitely encourage everyone to go out and get the new bear down shirt. I don't know if Scott Scott's uh, prepping for our, our, our Cubs show too. So I hate to put him on the spot here. If you don't have it, that's okay, Kevin. Uh, <laughs> but we do have the brick by brick graphic. Kevin just put in the private chat. Uh, so here it is on the screen. And and obviously we all know Braggs for the brick by brick saying, and, and, and a lot of the bears players too. So this is a bear saying, you know, in a lot of ways, you know, when are you getting when, residuals from that? I'm not I'm getting hurt. any residuals. I'm a team player. I'm, I was on I, mean, I heard Ryan Poe say it. I'm like, <laughs> yeah, the check. Bears aren't sending me any money, uh, you know, yet. Uh, Tremaine Edmonds came out and said it when he first was signed. And, and a lot of these different players have put it on their Instagram. I know it, it's not a saying I, I invented, but it is certainly something I've lived by for a long time. And I, I was honored when CHGO. Uh, decided to make it a shirt so you can get that shirt if you become a diehard you can get it in a hoodie and our hoodies are are really comfortable really well designed nice string you know like it's not the cheap string you know they're nice hoodie in material October. yeah well that's why i wore it last night it's like my last few chances to wear that everybody's like you keep wearing this hoodie are you ever going to take it off i go dude these are like the last days we're going to be wearing a hoodie so i'm taking advantage of the hoodie season while i still can because it's getting to almost tank top season today. It was 
certainly a hot one out there. So head to the CHGO locker, become a diehard. There's just so much to it. We do happy hours where you get to hang out with us on a Zoom, private, Hogue's there, Woot's there sometimes, you know, Carm's there. You can make fun of us. We have a lot of fun. So uh, that's my spiel, you know. So on to the last segment here of the show, there were some a couple things I wanted to pick your brain about. Uh, we'll get into the fun stuff at the very end. But the, the one thing I did want to ask you with this Connor Bedard news, I, it just kind of sh- was like a seismic moment in Chicago. There was a guy wearing a Team Canada Bedard jersey walking into Wrigley yesterday. And it just kind of goes to show you the level of superstardom this guy is in what's coming to Chicago. And I, I was just wondering, because the Bears got the number one pick, and it was an unbelievable moment. I went crazy in studio with Corey and Adam and Carmen. It was just such a special moment because we knew how, how, how important it was to set up for the Bears offseason that we already knew was going to be huge. Then the Blackhawks get this number one pick, and I'm like, yeah, just playing the compare game. I'm like, this is like bigger than the Bears pick. I, I it's it, which is crazy to think because I literally was about to run down the street naked. I was so excited about the Bears. Yeah, I, mean, I didn't. Luckily for everyone, I didn't get arrested. But I mean, that's how excited I was. And now the Blackhawks, like, that's what I'm seeing. Like people streaking through the, you know, Lakeshore Drive because the Blackhawks got Connor Bedard. This, this, um. Peyton Manning of hockey as I keep that's the way people explain this guy I'm not a hockey guy but I can understand the significance of the moment and I was wondering from your perspective like do you think that it's a did you think it was a bigger moment like as far as just like importance to this city you know yeah I understand they're both going to be important moments if things go right for both teams and then you know maybe more importantly is there anything comparable in Bears world to that moment First of all, it's the biggest moment for the Blackhawks since 2015. Like, biggest positive moment. They've had a lot of lean years since and a lot of off-the-ice stuff that's been bad. But that's like a top – that's probably like a top five Blackhawks non-championship moment for our our era, our generation. Um, Yeah, I'm excluding any buzzer sounds team wins the championship. And then for, for the, from a Bears perspective, the, you know what it reminded me of? Like, just dealing with friends in group chats. Uh, when they canned Mark Tressman and Phil Emery after 2014, mm-hmm. that's what it kind of reminded me of. It's just like, well, you kind of don't expect – you don't expect the Blackhawks to win the lottery. You didn't ex- you don't expect the Bears to fire coaches, you know, before the end of their contract. When we got the news that Emery and Tressman were, was gone, Ooh, hallelujah. <laughs> Hands to heaven, man. And then when, when I'm just like, watch, I'm watching that draft. I'm watching the draft lottery. And I'm just like, okay, well, okay. At least, at least it's not the blues. At least it's not the red wings. Oh, Hey, they're going to be in the top three. And then ESPN flubs it and says, it's the Blackhawks or the, the Anaheim. That's going to be picking first. I'm just like, Oh, Oh <laughs> yeah. We had a great reaction video with our CHGO Blackhawks team, Mario, uh, went absolutely insane, probably matched the energy I had when the Bears got the number one pick. It's different circumstances because the Bears obviously didn't get it through the lottery. They got it by a miracle well, they game. They got it through the lottery, all right. Yeah, I mean, maybe even more uh, rare or less odds than a lottery your- with the way that game unfolded. 
I was refreshing Twitter that because I didn't have the game. CBS wasn't showing it. Fox wasn't showing. I don't have red zone. So I'm refreshing Twitter trying to figure out like, is this happening? Is this happening? Is this happening? Oh my God, it's happening. I was, I was watching that game with my pops and I was like, I I, like, I got to write this. I wrote it. I banged it out (laughs) on my phone really quickly. Uh, Like that was, that was a moment. It's it's probably for your benefit that you can watch it because we had it. So we're watching this and like every, you know, timeout or, you know, between snaps, you're just like losing your mind because it's just so much of a wave of emotion and you just can't believe that it's happening. Mm-hmm. And, 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 and you also don't want to get your hopes up because you're like, it's still, you still need like four more miracles for this to occur. Yes. And then the, each miracle kept happening. And it was just like, it was just one of those moments. It is very comparable. And, and the, you know, the bears ended up with DJ Moore, a future first round pick, you know, they get their right tackle. So it's certainly the building blocks. It's not Connor Bedard. I mean, it's, it's such a different stratosphere of superstardom. The bears end up winning a super bowl off of this trade. Then I guess you can then wash it out because of the importance of a, a bears super bowl in the city. We haven't seen one since 1985. It's certainly interesting. I think the only thing you can really go back to, and this is before our time, but you know, once upon a time, the bears lost a coin flip for Terry Bradshaw. Yeah. You know? And so we didn't get that pick. So it's not a moment in Chicago. So we, a lot of bears fans don't even remember, like obviously anybody that lived through that era does. And we'll tell you those stories, but a lot of bears fans my age don't even realize that we very well could have had, it came down to a coin flip or the, or Terry Bradshaw would have played for the bears. Yeah, once every four years, Bradshaw tells the story when the Bears and Steelers play. Like, I was this close to being a Bear. I remember talking to Papa Bear Hells. Right. And, like, in an alternate universe, like, what would would this franchise be had that happened? And that's essentially what just happened to the Blackhawks, right? You know, so. But on the flip side. Right. And it it worked out for Chicago this time. So I'm excited for our, our CHGO Blackhawks team. I'm excited for Chicago. I'm not the biggest hockey guy. Not gonna hate on them though. I'm gonna I'm gonna be happy for. That's the power of the Bedard thing. It's just like people who aren't hockey. Like, I'm not a big hockey guy. They're like, I care if the team is good and it's interesting. I'll watch. I'll I'll show up to a game. <laughs> so we got this guy in the chat, Cliff Victoria, saying, "Don't get me started on Terry Bradshaw. Guy <laughs> cost me one thousand dollars in fantasy football." Oh no! I, 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 were you playing fantasy football in the seventies? Because you, I think you were the only one. If I mean, I understand it's probably a story from more recently, but it just it read like you were playing fantasy football in the seventies. So that made me laugh. Uh, maybe Cliff, if you want to put that story in the chat, I'll read it. But it's certainly interesting. Sorry for losing your money. Maybe don't listen to Terry Bradshaw for, the for fantasy football advice. Take the opposite of Terry's <laughs> advice. If you want fantasy football advice? Like go to Matthew Barry. Uh, I, I went to field the Yates for a long time. Mm. Um, though, like those two guys, like don't go to Terry. I, I don't even think Terry knows what fantasy football is. <laughs> I don't know if Terry knows where he is anymore. I'll <laughs> do respect. Uh, Terry's uh, done a great job, but getting a little long in the tooth. Uh, I know I'm the ageist. I do the ageist thing here because I like to make fun of Cram. So uh, he won't he won't be happy with me for making fun of old people. But uh, not, there I go. I just made fun of Cram. I just put Cram in the same breath as old man Bradshaw. So I'm sorry if Cram. Mark knows watching. where he is though. Yeah, yeah. Cram's playing tennis right now. He's not paying attention. He'll Please. never go back and see this. So we just won't tell him. 
Um, you know, the last thing I want to talk to, I know we're running a little over, so I apologize, Kevin, because I know you got a Cubs show coming up. So this will be real quick. But our CHGO Sports Podcast show, you know, they did a Star Wars show. And I was so disappointed that they did not invite you on because you are literally Chicago's very own expert. You're, you're freaking, you're Roger Ebert of Star Wars world. It's the Star Wars universe. And they do a Star Wars show. They do these rankings. They don't invite my guy, Luis Medina on. And I was so disappointed. I called him out on Twitter for it, but I wanted to give you your chance in the sun, stake your claim. You can, you can break down, you can look at their rankings, tell me what you think of it, and then maybe give me what you would have done in the same scenario. So I'll quickly go over this, but it was certainly interesting. Kevin, it was a, you know, it was a snake draft. Uh, Kevin Kadix team ended up with Han Solo, Luke Skywalker, Princess Leia, Bib Fortuna, Casey and Andor. Casey, she had Darth Vader, R2-D2, Ray, Qui-Gon Jinn, and the Force. I didn't know you <laughs> could draft the Force. How I know, that's what I said. The Force. Like, they all have the Force. And then Mark Carmen who I'm not even sure how big into Star Wars he is into, even though he was the only one that was like around when the first one actually came out. Another old joke. There you go, Carm. Sorry, he's not here. He'll never watch. <laughs> His team was Yoda, Obi-Wan Kenobi, Chewbacca, C-3PO, and Lando Calrissian. And now I got to hear your thoughts. Later. Mark's team is like the team I'd like to go party with. Like, give me the young Ben Kenobi. Chewbacca is like the, the best body bodyguard awesome wingman c3po just great storyteller and lando's got the ship i mean he owned the millennium falcon first people forget that so yeah okay, I, so that's surprisingly you're going with with karm's team I just, Graham, I just, as i affectionately it, 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 which is crazy because i love han solo to have han and leia together is great the bib fortuna pick doesn't do anything for me i like cassian andor but he I, he's not he's not a top five pick He's just not. No. How do you not draft Sheev Palpatine? Yeah. He's the biggest bad guy in the world. Yep. In the, Palp- in the universe. Yep. Man, that, that was a missed opportunity. And, you know, from the first, you know, Star Wars Episode One, that's the best bad guy in Darth Maul, to me, and I don't know how you feel about this, I thought he was the most badass bad guy they've ever had. I know a lot of people don't like Episode One for different reasons. But Darth Maul, I just thought was as as good a bad guy they've ever put on any Star Wars. He was my favorite thing about the prequels, other than the music and Obi Wan, is how each of the bad guys that the dark side users they they all kind of add up to Darth Vader. Maul was fueled by rage, and, and then of course the second the bottom half of his body was was a robot later. Count Dooku, very knowledgeable in the source, once a light side guy, went mm-hmm. to the dark side because politics made him evil. Even General Grievous, a robot, Jedi killing machine. All of those little pieces kind of turned into Darth Vader. If you ever, I don't know if you ever noticed that, but that's one of my favorite things about Star Wars. It's just like everything kind of works together. I love it. And that's why they should have had you on the show, you know? So um, I was disappointed, but I wanted to give you your moment. Thank you. Um, yeah, we were talking, we, we were at Wrigley last night and 
We were talking about half bears. I told Jenny when we got home, we spent nine innings talking half bears, half Star Wars, and the people around us probably wanted to strangle us because we were we were we were watching the game, but like we were just so immersed in this deep conversation, whether it was bears or Star Wars, bears, Arlington Heights, the draft, Star Wars. <laughs> it was it, yeah, and food. And food. It was a beautiful night. It was, you know, the Cubs lost, but to hang out with you guys, my guy Samir, uh, shout out to him as well. Uh, it was a lot of fun to just kind of shoot the shit and, and enjoy a nice night, even though the Cubs couldn't win. But they're probably going to win tonight. I haven't been paying attention. But uh, <laughs> Cliff Victoria, to follow up on the Bradshaw story, he said, Bradshaw was covering a game and talked about how a team was going to destroy the opponent. He was 100% wrong, and I listened to him. I thought he had inside info, but he didn't. Yeah, Never lesson again. learned. <laughs> Do not listen to Terry Bradshaw, Cliff. That was That's your bad. I wouldn't be blaming that on Terry, okay? You can only blame yourself. So, um, Lou, it was so much fun having you on tonight. You know, Carm, uh, you know, for those that don't realize or know, he's playing tennis, so he wasn't able to – Come on, his niece had a championship soccer match. Lane Tech won, so he wanted to do that. Then he had his tennis match, and I said, don't worry, I got it. I got my guy Lou coming in from Bleacher Nation Bears. Make sure you follow him at L- wait, LC- LCM. I almost said CLM. LCM 1986. I was born in 85, which is the greatest year ever. I'm assuming because you're 1986, you were born in 86, oh, which yeah. I'm sorry for, which means you weren't alive. When the Bears won, I was not. I was two months old. I didn't, you know, I was at least alive for it. I would like to experience one, you know, as an adult. The the one when I was two months old doesn't really resonate with me. Uh, But 1985 is a great year because Jordan came to the Bulls. That was 85. Well, 84 draft. Well, 84, 85, right? Yeah. Was his first season. And then, you know, you got the 85 Bears and then the Goonies. Came out in 1985. Another great movie. That 85 was a good year. So make sure you follow Luis Medina on Bleacher Nation Bears. They're on Twitter. Go follow them. Go to their website. Follow their content. They do incredible work. They do all the other sports too. So uh, that you know they were they're they're OG Cubs. They started with the Cubs and then they branched out into this this big network of of great content. And they just do great work. And I'll always promote. Everything you do, Lou, you've always been on my side. So I appreciate you being in my corner as well and coming on here tonight. This was this was a pleasure, man. A bl- absolute blast. I can't wait to do one of these at uh at Hallis Hall after training camp. Yeah, absolutely. And we'll have to get you in the studio here sometime too soon. But training camp is not that far away, and we will definitely be in the stands for that. So that wraps things up for tonight, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you to everyone that tuned in. Please hit that like button, subscribe to our YouTube channel. Certainly will help us out, and we really appreciate it. Thanks again to DraftKings Sportsbook, our uh, loyal sponsors here at CHGO Sports. Thank you again to our super producer, Kevin Wells, backstage. He's going to be producing the Cubs postgame show coming up here very shortly, so I'm going to cut him loose. Thanks again to everyone. Have a great night, and bear down.